Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanek III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size. Today we're going to be discussing Season 4, Episode 9, If She Never Met Spencer, Ellipsis. And we have a special treat for you guys, friend of the podcast and friend of real life, Diana Metzger is back. She's guest starred before. She always has amazing insight. She's in from LA. Um, She's an incredibly talented playwright and television writer and just an all around amazing gal. Oh, thank you, guys. She's thank a lo- you. she's a low. Oh, <laughs> lowy. Oh, she's a lowy. She's lowy. a full on lowy. As of this episode, <laughs> we'll get to that later. So, um, we have like a decent amount of house cleaning because yeah. we took you a week a off because uh, Mayor was out of town, um, and we actually haven't recorded. This is the first time in like three weeks, four yeah. weeks, something like that. Um, so let's delve right into Twitter. Um, so Kate on Twitter, who is Katero, which is K-8-T-E-R-R-O, um, did a little deep dive for us and discovered that Elsie actually did go to Italy with her family. She sent us a blog posting about it and some great, hilarious pictures. With some really ugly dresses on the Conrad women. Oh my God, ridiculous. Like you guys should go to the Twitter and check (laughs) them out. They're really good. So thank you for that. They kind of look like the Sir uniforms. Like like an (laughs) ugly paisley. Are her mother and her sister and her all wearing matching? No. No, here. They're just a similar breed. And her and her brother is wearing this horrible t-shirt that says America across it with like diamonds. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Pretty And actually Lauren is not wearing heels. She's stuck with the flats that she She did. She did she wore. Her mother actually looks the best out of all of them. I think I said in one episode I think Lauren's mom is prettier than her, but I was shut down, I think. (laughs) It's a wait and see. I know. It's a wait and see. I know. Um, and then our number one boots on the ground, Heather Johnson, um, was in Austin. She like was, gave it her all, tried to hunt down Justin Bobby for us, went to the restaurant where he works. And unfortunately he wasn't there, but Heather, we appreciate your work. She really, really like, it is amazing. Um, she also clued us into the fact that, um, Heather McDonald, I mean, that Spencer was on Heather McDonald's podcast. Um, and a two-parter, I fucking took one for the team and <laughs> suffered through it, um, because Heather McDonald is such a mouthy, chatty bitch. She has to interject herself into actually everything. But it was a very interesting, um, interview. I suggest all of you go listen to it, because it was good. There I started good... it. I just didn't get to anything good. Was there anything new that came out of that that didn't come out of the one from Emotionally Broken Psychos? Or was it sort of a retread? No. Actually, there was a lot of new stuff. Um, he delves pretty deep into the whole Jason Waller sex tape thing. Um, he talks a lot about, like, um, Stephanie and how she, like, didn't even really go to fit him and how, like, they, like, made that happen. It, it was really good. And I actually miss you guys. I am terrible. And I listened to them as they were played, which was a month ago. And I meant to go back and re-listen to them at home and take notes for you. And I fucking failed and didn't do any of that. So, but I highly recommend listening. It was, it was interesting. Well, maybe it's my turn to fall on the sword then and I'll do it the second time. (laughs) It's good debunking. I'll I'll trade you. Yeah. That's some, that's some good dirt. Yeah. Um, And I have to say that Kate again, and I forgot about this one, which was hysterical. um, I, we were talking about like trying to figure out why Lauren left Italy early and um, Kate wrote, um, because I'm famous and I can do what I want, Mom. God, no one understands me. Elsie, before she left Italy, probably. So, way yeah. to go, Kate. Like, I'm True on board story. with that. Um, let's see. What else do we have here from Twitter? Um, 
let's see, did Heather, we did that. Um, Heather sent us a really cute picture of Elsie. I don't know if you saw it, just like hanging out with some emojis, looking adorbs. Um, her hair looks really good. I know her hair does look really good in that. Oh, and we have a new, we got a tweet from a new fan, um, Lee, who is at, at Lee Fen, L-E-I-G-H-F-E-N. Um, she said she would like to vote for us to do Sex in the City next. I saw that. And she wrote, love the podcast. So we will take that into consideration. I would be willing to bet that there are a million Sex in the City podcasts out there. That's a good hot take. I mean, yeah. I think, I think the thing that does Sex in the City best, sorry, I'm like pen flicking, which it's I'm okay. sure is going to show up in there. <clears throat> but, um, there is that wonderful Instagram that does right. Sex in the City. Like, uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, but kind of critiques the fashion, yeah. but also looks back on it and sort of gives their like hot takes on it. But that's all I can think of. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there are podcasts. I'll but... do a little searchy search and see. Yeah. Now I will say, Lee, you have impeccable timing because as this, cause I'm the one that usually does the Twitter and Mary usually does the Instagram. As I got your tweet, I was actually watching Sex in the City too. I did a rewatch of that too, I think last year. I've only year. seen it once and it required substances and yeah. I was right. I'll tell you what though, like I hate the first movie, like fucking hate it. Yeah. I could watch the second one every day. Because it's, it's just like that mind bad, candy. It's, it's just like numb. Because it's, it's bad though. Yeah. It's yeah. they all checked out for a good paycheck and a good vacation. Like, so, to wear some good clothes. Yeah, I also, like, I hate the first movie, but I love the part where Charlotte screams at Mr. Big in the street after canceling the wedding. <laughs> and just, like, like, gives him this death hits point. It, yeah. hits it with her flowers. Yes. Like, uh-huh. they're... Yeah. Bill came home one night and I was wetting my pants to that. I love it. It's well, my favorite part. Because for whatever reason... Or when reason, Samantha has to spoon feed Carrie yogurt because she's so heartbroken. <laughs> she's dead. Yeah, like, she's a cancer patient. Um, for whatever reason, I think it's E has been showing the shit oh, out yeah. of the first movie all yeah. month, like over and over and over again. Yeah. And I caught part of it. I actually, <laughs> the part, the end when Samantha, when, um, Charlotte hits him with the flowers and I was like, gosh, I really haven't seen two in a while. I, I fucking bought it. <laughs> I, I, I will admit, I will admit to, I downloaded it. I would have bought it. I totally would have bought it. I downloaded I was still living in Vietnam at the time. So it's like I kind of gave myself a pass when I was there to download what I wanted yeah. to. So I did that one. But good, good on you. Fucking wow. bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I have the hot pants for the guy that um, Samantha ends up with in the end. I don't remember. Like the Dutch oh, architect kind of or whatever. Older, yeah, yeah he's a hottie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, Kismet that, that came yeah, through as I yeah. was watching Sex and the City Very too, good. so maybe that's an omen. Little nostalgia trip. Well, my only house cleaning is sort of non-existent because I tried again really hard to find information on Kimberly from Bolt House. Mm-hmm. She is an international woman of mystery. There is nothing about her. I even logged into my ancient LinkedIn profile to see what's going on. And all that I could see is that she's still doing event production and she's a freelance. No website, no social media. I can't find anything. Now, that's really interesting for someone who's doing event production. You'd think they would have a social media presence, right? Especially someone who does freelance. Well, especially Instagram, too, to want to show some of their events. So there is a Kimberly Brandon on Instagram, but it's not her. It's somebody else. Hmm. So I'm going to keep trying, but if, if one of you beats me to it, more power to you, but... Um, but what, how, what, what if I want her to produce my event? I don't know. Like, how That's do I, I find her? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I wonder if... Well, so, Kimberly, I feel like the couple three. times I've tweeted Brent, he never responds, but I always feel <laughs> like, hey, Brent, like, looking for Kimberly, like, <laughs> could you tell me where she is these days? He's, a, he's pretty active on Instagram, actually, but I what, don't know. What's he like now? 
the Rich. same. Yeah. Uh, he takes a lot of selfies of himself doing cool things. He just got married like last summer, I think. Um, they have one of those like antique cameras, you know? Oh, yeah. God, so he's still <laughs> tedious in his, his yeah. old age. I he's will, very hip. I will say I've been like working the lawn con because my <laughs> old high school friend, Andy Myers, who yeah. I don't talk to, um, works now for Bolt House because he works for Jose Andreas. Ooh. And so I, like, I recently wished him a very heartfelt happy birthday on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a real long con. I'm trying to, like, weasel my way in. Yeah. And then just be like, oh, Bolt, oh, Bolt House. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's working. I mean, it may take a few years, but I'm on it, guys. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <clears throat> should we, should we dive in? Yes, let's. All right. Anything about the notes up top? Um, just the same old, same old. We're trying to make Justin, Bobby, and Audrina happen again because oh, so hard. Um, Spencer is a sociopath. Um, and uh, we have a little bit of the teaser that Holly and Elsie are trying to rekindle their friendship. I mean, I guess not rekindle. They didn't have falling out, but they used to be friends. Holly moved away. Now she's back. They're going to try to be friends again. Yeah. Reunite. Reunited. Yep. And it didn't feel that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we open and we are at the castle, also known as the ladies abode. And Lo is helping Lauren gather style magazines because apparently she's doing another collage with magazines and a glue stick for school. I really should have, for my love of collaging and magazines, I, I should just go to fit You em. should go to Also, fit we yeah. all should have gone to fit because if that's homework. Otherwise known yeah. as crafting yeah. class. Yeah. Although I will say, and this was not fit but when I was in hair school, we too had to make a fuck ton of collages. Oh. Like a fuck ton. Mm. It's annoying. Okay. Like hairdo collages. See, in design school, I had to do them all digitally and they had to look nice if you had to do things like that. Well, I went to hair school before computers. <laughs> Sad but true. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You win. Uh, so Lo asks Lauren if she's seen Stephanie lately. Lauren says not really. Lauren promptly changes the subject and says that she's going to S-bar to meet Holly, that Holly's still staying with Heidi and she feels a little weird about it. She doesn't want Holly to be playing matchmaker. And Lo shrugs and says, well, drinks are harmless. Which I wrote... Lies. Yeah. In all no, caps they're not. In my notes. They're not no. harmless. Drinks lead to trouble, trouble, trouble. Yeah. Um, and my other note about this too is that Lo got her makeup done. Yeah, she did. Mm, she she did. got her she nose professionally subtle. done. She looked gorgeous. Because we know that makeup's not her strong suit. And no. if it looks good, it's professional. By the way, Lauren was wearing a very aggressive yellow headband. Yes, she is was. Is this I the liked first it. return of the headband or have we seen it? We Well, we haven't seen... I don't seen... think she ever abandons headbands. No. No. We no. haven't seen Trusted Blackie in a while. Thank God. <laughs> good old polka dots. Good, yes. <laughs> Black python headband. <laughs> yeah. I liked the yellow. I did too. I liked it. And I will say, and I actually comment on this later, but I started noticing it in this scene as well. I think that both the girls, actually all the girls, look much older. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean more mature and more like adult. Yes. In their outfits and just their demeanor. And and you can tell they're taking care of themselves like a slightly older 20-something now. You can see muscle tone in Lauren's arms and like she just looks more... Less early 20-something hungover hot mess and more mid-20s. I'm going to grow up a but little. But she's still only 22, isn't she? I don't know. Like but she's. Yeah. I think she's ahead of her years as far... Well, it's also because she's more famous now and she's taking care... It's a long game strategy. Also, Lauren now. and Lo are letting their makeup... Well, and Audrina, too. Letting their makeup be a lot more subtle and you can see it 
when we see Holly later, because Holly's got that frosted lip that's like... Crested butte. She just, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, cre- that, otherwise, that crested butte. Otherwise known as the crested butte. <laughs> B-E-A-U-T. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to Epic Records, and Audrina and Kiara are having coffee lunch? Coffee. I know sure, coffee's present. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm so tired of hearing about Audrina's love life. She has a date with someone named Colin. And I got excited for a minute. And then I remembered where it goes. And she didn't tell Justin about it. Yeah. And Kiara's telling her, you know, whatever. And she goes, yeah, I don't have a ring. I'm not married. And Kiara asks if she's doing it to make Justin jealous. And then she says, maybe a little. Yeah, 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 you are. No notes from anybody. Uh, well, because it's dumb. I can't. Of course. Like, I, like, there's no ring on your finger because you're not even dating ever. Like, stop it, Audrina. Stop it, producers. Stop yeah. it. Well, also, you wish there was. I know. If Justin opened a ring box to you tomorrow, you would kill over and die. And uh, let's be honest. Okay. Well, and this comes up a little later, too. Um, Audrina has not been sitting at home not getting finger banged. No. Like, she no. has been getting finger banged by half of the Whiskey A Go-Go nightly. So I don't know why she's trying to pretend, like, oh, this is my one date, Justin Bobby. Like, she's a groupie. Like, she hangs out with bands. Yeah. Like, she's... And what's going on with Corey? He comes back. He's but... still... Well, is he... Are we supposed to sort of believe that he's out I think snowboarding they... or yeah. whatever he does? Yeah. He's a BMX rider. Oh, BMX. Well, yeah, but they right. also... It, he, she has not mentioned him no. since, like, the Halloween party. Right. He does make another appearance on the hills, though. Yeah, but I, they're... Yeah. I, I, so I think maybe they were dating in real life now, but he was, like, off on the road with the X Games. From what I understand about their relationship, because I watched Audrina's show and now they're married, they always stayed in touch when he was gone, but he was gone for long stretches. He's also from Australia, and I think he was still living in Australia. Yeah. And maybe when he came to the States, they would see each other kind of thing. But I agree with you. She was a total groupie. I mean, she's a party girl, and, like, own it. And like, she's I'm so not, hot. like, slut-shaming, like, I'm a party girl. Yeah. Like, I, she's out having fun. Like, own it. Like, and if I looked like Justin, if I looked like Justin, if I looked like Audrina, I would not be sitting at home waiting for yeah, Justin. and she's not. We know she's not. No. So, like, stop pretending like you're this, like, shrunken wallflower. Yeah. And go go be a party girl, especially because kind of Lauren's taking this more serious tack and she's not dating a lot. I sort of felt like... Someone if, should be. If Audrina was savvy enough, I feel like she should have, like, taken up the mantle to be like, I'm gonna be the one really dating and partying. I know. That's a good point, because she could have, like, had a different man every week and become a real focal point of the show. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And yeah. In- instead, and I guess we'll see later, this uh, Corey out of casting. Yeah. This, like, instead of having casted dates, which is what this guy eventually seems like. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to figure it out the whole episode. But what was distracting me in that scene <laughs> is Kiara's bangs, very ahead of their time. And she was yeah. wearing some t-shirt, like, with a caterpillar on it. She was of the not caring. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, she looks like that a lot. But she kind of gives me this, like riot girl kind of Carrie uh-huh. Brownstein uh-huh. look about her like this like yeah. lesbian girl band vibe that could be which I really I'm, mm. I would love to have you guys look into what she's like today alright um, as we were discussing this I just had a flashback to the Spencer Heather McDonald episode one of the things that did he did say that I hadn't heard before Audrina um, had been to acting school she was an experienced actor they planned out the him showing up with her 
Spencer and her at that event in advance. And she was totally on board because she's like, oh, I'm an actress. I can act. I can do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy. Trina the actress. <laughs> okay. So then we go to Cuvée. And oh, Hol- is it Suv- I thought it was Suvi. No, it's Cuvée. Cuvée. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and Holly and Heidi are... Are they... They're not having drinks. They're just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to point out how often we see them out, but they're still not doing anything. They want to get Holly or well, Heidi off the couch. They but... had their number on the table. It okay. was number 28. So I think they were like, like with Cozy, I think they were waiting for someone to bring them back. <laughs> they're waiting for their s'mores yeah. table side. Okay. But they were number 28. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, Heidi seems somewhat comfortable with Holly seeing Lauren and says, have you seen Lauren lately? And she says, oh, yeah, she seems so happy. Missing you, though. And now all of a sudden it's just common conversation. When I feel like last episode, Heidi admitted that it was hard for her and it hurt her to hear about it. I thought that's where we left off with that. That is where we left off. And I don't get the way this bitch, like, turns on a dime. Yeah. It's like, I'm done with Lauren. I never want to see her again. And then it's, oh, I really miss my friend and I think we should be friends. It's like, pick a lane. Yeah. And she says, you know, Lauren, you don't think that I miss Lauren? You know, I really, she's mad at me over something I had nothing to do with, which we've established is not the case. And the only point I think that Heidi has here is she says, Lauren thinks that she's the only one who got hurt. Which is sort of true. I think Lauren was probably more hurt through the whole sex tape situation, but Heidi lost a friend too, albeit she chose to stay with her boyfriend who caused it. But I do think that Lauren is, she won't admit that Heidi lost friends too. She doesn't want to focus on that. And though the theme is kind of carried through this whole episode where they keep saying, because she has other friends, right? She has people she's hanging out with, right? It's like, no. Well, no. that annoyed the shit out of me too. It's because it's like, you fucking know the answer to that, Lauren. You watch your own right. goddamn show. show. No, right. she does not have other right. friends. And I want to know why... It was like egregious treason that Stephanie would hang out with Lauren, but with Holly, it was like sure. I mean, I guess they were friends before, so there's a little bit of a different precedent. But I think with so, I mean, at least in this show, anyway. So if we're looking at it from this angle of Heidi didn't do anything, then Holly is presumably innocent. Whereas befriending the sister of your actual enemy, who is Spencer. Maybe that is somehow more egregious. Well, what's but... the timeline here of Holly? I know this is like the the Sphinx, the riddle of the Sphinx. Well, so I caught a statement out of Holly's mouth in a later scene, and I have no idea. Yeah, well, I have a note about it well, later. Because also, when when was she hanging out with Elsie? Because I mean, we see later when she meets up with Elsie and Lo, they're like that. It seems genuine, right? So we know from just rewatching and things we've read it was mostly season one so when they had that first apartment with the loft above the kitchen and they had boyfriends and were like young and wild holly was there a lot huh. so i think she, she lived with them yeah she, even she says yeah so she, she was, was around with... in the jordan and jason days a lot wow huh yeah i wonder why mtv excluded her then i don't know but we can dive more into this later because she says something about their former sleeping arrangements and i was kind of like hmm Um, so then the other thing that Holly suggests in this scene is that Heidi write Lauren a letter and she, and Heidi says she probably won't even read it. And Holly says, no, she knows your heart and maybe it's time to remind her. 
Okay, Hallmark. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey. So then we go to Magnolia, and we are on a pretty painful date. Yeah. With Audrina and Colin. Who is Colin's doppelganger? I said he looks kind of like Tom Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, kind of Tom Schwartzian. A little, but I think he looks like what's his face that Lauren dated, the actor. Oh, well, Kyle Howard. Yeah. yeah. Mm, Kyle Howard has huge eyebrows, though. I couldn't. I wrote doppelganger question mark because I couldn't ping. I couldn't finger point it myself. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's it, cute though. Yeah, he is. He. I mean, he has. He seems like a total cast. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, how do you know each other and how did you meet? And right. Which, which we never find out. Which no. leads me to believe he was, they were casting her date. Right. And they my, also talk about how Colin used to work at Saddle, Saddle Ranch. Ranch. I got so excited. Oh, so what is this? You don't know what Saddle Ranch was? Saddle no. Ranch Chop House. Oh, okay. So Saddle Ranch was around this time period, I would say, maybe a little earlier was like the shiznit in LA. Like around the same time that Coyote Ugly was a big deal in New York, Saddle Ranch was a big deal in California. Speaking of sex in the city, is this when they go to LA and they go to that bar that has the bull? Yes, is it that is. Saddle that's Ranch? Saddle yes, Ranch. it is. Yes, it's, that's Saddle Ranch. It's, Nailed it. It's on the, or like right off, no, I think it is on the Sunset Strip. Um, they used to do like a big uh, bottomless mimosa brunch thing. It's a it's a scene. And towards the okay. tail end of its popularity, there was a reality show on E. Oh wow! At <laughs> the Saddle Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a la Vanderpump Rules, but at the Saddle Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, note to self: YouTube that. Because it was Saddle Ranch, Hogs and Heifers, and Coyote Ugly were like all hot shit. I the wonder same time. if okay. he was part of that. The show? Oh, yeah. maybe. He might have been. Maybe it's a okay. little, not cross-promotional, but like him trying to break into being an actor. Another thing to look up. Yep. Okay, so I'm then... so much You are. No, I love Harder it. Harder than Lauren's homework. I need something to do with these episodes <laughs> that do nothing but repeat themselves. So then Colin is playing Dutiful Date and asks Audrina sort of how she got into her job at Sony Epic, which... Is perfectly fine question, and she said that she's always been going to shows ever since, since she, she got her permit. Does she mean driver's permit? Yeah. I think she means learner's permit because she said fifteen. Okay. She said like fifteen, fifteen and a half. So well, I think she means her learner's. Where was permit. she from? Was she? Like, she's from Orange County. So maybe it was like her talking about when I got my learner's permit, and I'd like take the car and drive into L.A. I know. And go to the whiskey. But something about that was really sad to me. Just say since you were young, leave your driver's <laughs> license out of this. <laughs> When, like, what, at what age do you stop saying the phrase, when I got my driver's license? You know, like, it's just... Learner's permit. I don't think I've talked about a learner's (laughs) permit. Yeah, exactly. So, then he says, well, that sounds like an ideal job for someone who loves music. And she says, yeah, but she also looks confused because she doesn't even know what she does because she doesn't have a job. Well, that was the best part. He asked her, like, (laughs) how is it? She's like, it's, like, hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. of course it is, because you get called into tape, and you sit outside at a picnic table with Kiara. Because hang out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So then they're ordering drinks, and sh- Colin says that he's the happiest drunk you'll ever meet, which I strive to be. I wish that were the case for myself, but it's not. And Audrina out of nowhere says, oh, that's so different from Justin. He gets so aggressive. Do Colin and Justin know each other? No, they don't. And she brings him up out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was the, it was stupid. Yeah. Well, that's why it was so confusing. Cause it's like, 
were you cast and you knew the show and you talked about Justin? It seemed like they were friends. And I know that right. later on... It gets or real did confusing it, later on. Or did on. it yeah. already happen where Audrina dates one of Justin's That's friends. later. That's later. Yeah. So I thought this was the guy, but yeah. then we'll, nope. s- we'll see later <laughs> on. She mentions Colin and Justin acts like this is a brand new person he's never heard of. Plus, yes. let's be honest, like Justin and Colin are not hanging in the same circles. No, they're not. No. But she makes it seem like they know each other, or maybe it was just for viewers' benefits everywhere. Yeah. So then Frank and I snickered because he says, you have beautiful eyes. I wrote, you have beautiful dead eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ceiling eyes. Yep. I mean, they are a very pretty color, but (laughs) she's always looking up. It's hard to see them. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to Esbar. And discuss your first observation, my dear. Um, where the DJ is either coked <laughs> out of his gourd or has Graves' disease. Yeah. I'm not sure which. Yeah. But his eyeballs are bulging out of his head. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't slept in days. No. His skin's not good either, which is a telltale. And he looks like he could be like the fugly stepbrother of Spencer. Yes. Or like a skinnier Jonah Hill. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a good call. <laughs> that would explain the Coke, then. That's, you know. Yeah. So, Lo is drinking a bright orange cocktail, which in my notes I referred to as Tang. I don't know what was in that, but it kind of looked delicious, but it also looked a little bit creepy. And Lauren's drinking something out of a huge martini glass. It was not mart. I don't think it was a martini, but the glass was huge. It wasn't like a... And like a- Green apple martini. It probably was, but it was empty. She finished it and she she ordered another. another. Yeah, it was big. So those those harmless drinks. Yeah, really. (laughs) So then Holly shows up to S Bar, and I actually I appreciate Holly trying to turn it out for the LA audience. She looks a little too Colorado about it. She's wearing a black sequined body hugging spaghetti strap number. She looks okay, but she needs to tone it down by about. 33%. Well, and then this is where it becomes like we see that the other girls are kind of in their elegant and have aged. But Lowe's wearing a blazer. Well, and this is the hard (laughs) thing about Holly. So, I mean, we're supposed to believe she's just come on the scene. So you understand the sequence and the frosted lips and and the crested beauty of it all. But then in actuality, she's been living here as long as they have. So she's learned nothing. She's a time capsule And talk to me about her hair. Um... Swept up sides, faux hawk-ish. Well, she it was kind of half up, half down with like a lot of height on the top. But the problem with this, especially <laughs> the height on the top, and I wrote this in my notes, and it is mean and nasty, and I'm going to own it. Like, it's not, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this about anyone. She needs a chin implant. Oh. Mm. And the height up here was exaggerating the fact that there's nothing down here. Mm-hmm. And like it didn't, like it, draw, it drew attention to it. Like in profile for sure. I like can I see think, that. like, cause I always wondered, like, she's pretty, but I felt like there was something off and I couldn't, I think she needs a chin implant. It's the chin, huh? Maybe. She reminded me of, with the hair, maybe it's the big bump it hair and the, the weak chin is, um, uh, Alexis Jesus Jugs from the yes. OC. She yes. kind of has that yes. that look, which Good call. is which is not an LA look. No, right. no. It's, not, it's a, like it's, a Midwestern look or Orange County. County, yeah. 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 So then Holly and Lauren are laughing about how much fun they used to have, and she said, "How many times did we share a bed in the loft?" 
which is back to season one when they had the loft above the kitchen. But my question is, why were they sharing a bed? Well, because Holly, one of them says, remember when we lived together? Okay. And I think it was Holly. And Lauren said, yeah, remember how many times we shared a bed? I, isn't that a girl thing? Like, we're yeah. drunk and... Maybe you're drunk and you're, yeah. like, cuddles. No, the share a bed thing, but why would they have in the loft? There was a two-bedroom loft, and Lauren had her own bedroom. I think Holly was living in the loft. Yeah. I think that was their guest bedroom. My guess is they yeah. probably okay. threw a mattress up there and called okay. it Okay, so when Jason was out or whatever, maybe Holly climbed into Lauren's bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, could be. No, my friend, my best friend and I shared a bed all the time. Yeah. I actually, me and my best friend from childhood slept better together than we ever have with husband and long-term boyfriend ever (laughs) going away. So then the other thing that Holly says is confusing. She, Lauren is asking how she's doing and how's Heidi and all that kind of stuff. And Holly says, right when I moved back, it was hard, which implies she moved back quite a while ago. Yeah. 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 She's been in L.A. for a minute. It's very weird that they're letting this stuff come out, and yet they're also being cagey about her timeline. Like, why did she leave? Why did she come (laughs) back? Like, I don't know why they're just not owning up to the fact that, like, she's been here. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because there was something about maybe she was trying to pursue an acting career and didn't want to be on the show. And If I had to venture a guess, I would say that season one, which is when she should have been introduced because she was living with them they had a different vision for the show. And it was going to be all about Lauren and Lauren and Heidi and best friends forever, whatever. They couldn't have foreseen the Spencer curveball. And I think once the Spencer curveball came in, then they had to start bringing in other family members. Because actually, Stephanie was only supposed to be in that club scene. And she did all that on purpose. Oh. Wow. Because um, who was it? It was a Troy. Somebody in the EBP Facebook page read her book. Ooh. Which, which that's doing God's work. Yeah. I know. Well, they, they listened to it on audio, I think they said. Audiobook. Uh, but, um, awesome. yeah, apparently, <laughs> yikes, she just, like, Spencer and Brody, like, was, like, gunning and, like, oh. purposely went in, like, guns blazing, and they were like, oh, we want you on the show now. Um, I, I could that s- actually makes me appreciate Stephanie. Yeah. Well, and I also could She made an that. entire career for herself just by charging that table. Yep. That's hungry. Well, and then I yeah. also... I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt perhaps maybe the producers did an interview and screen test Holly and were just like, no. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't think she was pretty enough for them. No. I don't think she was, like, dramatic enough. I don't think she was... I mean, because she's kind of... She's a very nice, lovely girl. But she has a bit of a motherly effect, yeah. too. I think they maybe didn't think she was going to be as fun. And also... And then they see big boob Audrina lying by the pool and... Well, she's... And Audrina plays a different note, dates a different look of guy. Is yeah. You know, maybe they thought it was just going to be too similar to uh, Heidi. I think that Holly is like the Eileen Davidson of the hills. Like she's cute. She's lovely. Although I think Eileen's beautiful, but she's cute. She's lovely, but she doesn't really bring it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's a good analogy. (laughs) So then Holly says that Heidi misses Lauren. No one cares. And then Lowe says, you're like Heidi, you know, the way you speak. And then the scene just fades. I wrote Lowe is grasping at straws. Like, I feel like they're nothing alike. No, no, nothing alike. Especially with the Other way... than their names. Every time I have to tell a story between the two of them, I confuse Heidi Holly. Holly yeah, it's annoying. That's just criminal. Also because it's annoying. Holly is so... <laughs> it's so funny. Holly is very measured in what she says and is actually... Speaks in full thoughts and speaks yeah. with her own thoughts. Well, so. and Heidi's doing this thing now where everything she says, she's trying to sound sad. 
And we'll get to that. <laughs> Remind me of that when we talk about Heidi next time. Channeling an emotion. Because yeah. I think Stephanie and Spencer sound like they use the same phrases and the same voice inflection much more so than Holly and Heidi do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there's numerous times where, where um, Stephanie has said something and I'm like, that could have come right out of Spencer's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even that Heidi's changed because I think back to like Laguna Beach when she was on there and she was never like Holly. She was so fun on Laguna Beach. She was a party girl. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Laguna Beach, you guys, oh, um, yeah. Diana just guest started it. It aired this week. Actually, it came out dropped today, right? Yeah. So um, you guys can listen to it. So it dropped yesterday for all those who listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, she did an episode of Emotionally Broken Psychos all about Laguna Beach and a deep dive with malls. So get out there and listen to it. Yeah. For all those Hills lovers, there's some talk of Lauren. And, uh, I had to work today. I didn't have time. I know. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I'm so mad. Today, I wanted to listen to it. I throw some heat at the hills. That's okay. You know, you think because we, a, we do that every day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an LB purist, so I mean that's where my loyalty lies. But you know, it's all good. out, all out of love. It's good. All out of love. It's real good. So then we go to People's Revolution, and Lauren is dressed like the White Queen. She's wearing head to toe white and carrying a huge white Balenciaga motorcycle bag. And Diana, how is Whitney dressed? (laughs) (laughs) Whitney is wearing what's either a graduation robe or a choir robe. And there's a similar dress, quote unquote, in the background. I noticed that. And part of me wondered, well, part of me wondered, I was like, was this around the time that Whitney graduated from USC and it's a USC robe? But then I was like, why would she, she wear, wear that at the office? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think blue blue is in a USC No, USC color. is it's gold. maroon and gold. Gold, yes. Yeah, so it's very perplexing. Yeah. And I think she graduated when she left Teen Vogue. Oh, okay. Because remember, she told Lisa Love, I'm graduating in May. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just a, a questionable choice. Fashion yeah. Choice. Yeah. So then Lauren has an envelope in her hand and she tosses it at Whitney and she says, look what I got. And Whitney says, what is this? And it's a letter from Heidi, which we were around several times so that we can read it to you verbatim. Now, quick question for you guys. Did, were we supposed to think that Lauren had not previously read it and just got it and handed it to Whitney or she read it and then brought it into work? She so read it. She brought it. She okay. read it for sure. I mean, that was yeah. one of my favorite parts because we kept rewinding and rewatching, but it was fun where <laughs> Whitney says, she was like, oh, can I read it? And Lauren was like, yeah, obviously that's why I, <laughs> yeah. that's why I tossed it at you. So that's what we're doing in this scene right now. Yeah. Come on. All right. So I will do my best to read this as Whitney. <laughs> And try not to laugh. Lauren, I just wanted to tell you how sorry I am about everything. I'm so sorry for every negative or hurtful comment I've ever said. That is not how I feel or who I am. I think you are a great person and I will always cherish our memories. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I really wish things didn't turn out this way, but I take responsibility. This whole thing has also been really hard for me. Sincerely, Heidi Montag. And Diana had a really good point. Golf she class. said, like, whatever <laughs> producer wrote this letter, it was very eloquent. Yes. Yeah. I also like how many things Heidi thinks she said in the letter later in the episode. Well, and, and what screams producer, <laughs> now that I hear you read this again, there's nothing particularly specific no. about this letter. No. no. Nope. Not at all. It's just a, a lovely gathering of platitudes. Yes. Um, so then, you know, Lauren says that she's bummed because she wants to have a friendship with Holly, but 
you know, feels strange for her. And it seems like Heidi's really lonely. I think everyone can agree that she is. And the letter suggests as much. And then Lauren says, what strikes me as, you know, funny after all this time is that Heidi can't blame Spencer. And Whitney says, that's loyalty. And it is. Well, and obviously from what we've heard about, you know, what Spencer's been talking about now, Lauren can't seem to blame Jason. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if she's just so deep in denial. I mean, and this is also, this is past rehab. Well, is this the second turn for Jason at rehab? But do oh, we he went know? to rehab tons of times. Yeah, tons yeah. of times. But do we know, I mean, how do we know that she's not blaming Jason? Like, Jason was the one that was going to sell the sex tape, but apparently it was Spencer yeah. who was, like, calling Perez Hilton and, yeah. like, blabbing it everywhere. Mm. So I think that's the issue. And I think Lauren, because she was in love with Jason and because he had such substance abuse problems, we've seen her go visit him at rehab since the whole sex tape thing happened. And I think she kind of forgave him. They've talked about it, at least, is my understanding. I don't think they're they're friendly at this point in the hills, but they came to sort of somewhat of a resolution. That's my take. I'd, I'd buy that. I'd buy that he probably made amends to her. It's and, part of the 12 steps. And they said, and I think Lauren yeah, is. too is probably so embarrassed about, I mean, obviously we've seen she's been embarrassed about the like rumors and what have you, that she's not willing to implicate Jason in it because then she would actually have to talk about what it was. Yeah. Exactly. Again. Right. And keep bringing that up again. Right. As opposed Whereas to... Whereas if she blames Spencer, it could not be true. Yeah. And it, and it also could just be... It, it gets to be, I hate Spencer. As opposed to, <laughs> uh, these are the kind of sordid details of what happened. Yeah. Over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And I think Spencer never acknowledged it. He never had this moment with Lauren where he said he was sorry or that he actually did it. I think he's doing the same thing. He's just ducking it and being like, well, whatever. Yep. Whereas Jason at least... I think he acknowledged it. And that's probably, that probably goes a long way, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> so then we go to Cabrea. Any insights on Cabrea from our Los Angelino? I, there are multitude. The only place I recognize in this episode that I think is still around is that place Magnolia. Okay. Uh, besides that, I don't think any of them exist anymore. Yeah, which wouldn't surprise me. Fair. No. So Audrina is on her second date with Colin she is wearing it looks like a tablecloth at a cheap Mexican restaurant but it's disguised as a top I suppose it's a, it's a green it's an off the shoulder billowy to the elbow with straps uh, I think it's got a triangle I, I don't even know it's it's a hot mess is what it is and it's white and baby blue and She sits down for what looks like lunch with Colin and says, Justin called, but I bet you don't want to hear about that. Duh. (laughs) You haven't even explained who Justin is to this poor fool. And they're not even, it's not like they're friends. No. It's like, that's so weird. No. And this is where I was totally convinced that he was a cast. Yes. That they cast him. Because she plops down and says Justin, and he's, you know, if you're... If you're actually dating someone, and like I've been in situations before where I've been hung up on somebody else dating someone, and I kind of like, do you want to talk about them? But then I do that, yeah, there was a past experience of blah, 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 or like, 
I used to go to this concert, but you never just like, yep, I talked to my ex. So awful. You know, but so it just, and his patience with it. <laughs> or his, or his kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit here and go along with this. Yeah. Well, Please. no, but I like that he kind of didn't. Was yeah. like, you like, you seem to have some shit guy. there. Like, I don't like. And you did it last night too. That's what he says. And he says, I enjoy your company. Audrina agrees with him. And she says, it's with Justin. It's weird right now. It's the only thing holding me back. <sighs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> also, too, I mean, this is leads me to casting choice and having him be a real like, oh, I go out with you once and then I break up with you the next episode. If you agree, if you were actually living in real life and somebody asked you out for dinner while you were eating dinner, you'd be like and said yes to it. You like this person. You're yeah. like in it to win it. You're like, yes, wow, he's committing. I'm going to commit. Yep. You don't show up the next day and blow it unless you, you know, after the camera stopped rolling, you had a really bad hookup and yeah. or then committed to doing it. Yeah. You know? It's awful. It was, that was, oof, stagey. Well, we never see Colin again. This is the end of Colin. <laughs> yes. So then we go back to the ladies' house. Holly arrives to have dinner with Lauren. Lauren says she's cooking, and again, she tosses things, and she tosses a bunch of takeout menus at Holly. It was like four inches thick. I was <laughs> yeah. impressed. Yeah. Was, I See, I thought it was cute. I liked it. Because yeah. Lauren was like, I can't cook, and she pulled one of her like quintessential Lauren faces. And yeah, was like, I liked I, it. I need to find a man who could cook. No, she says, I'm not a good cooker. Cooker. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, um, giving, I'm giving her far more credit. Yeah. Though I will say, and Holly was like, you have a beautiful kitchen. And she does. I know. She does. That's the first thing I thought of. I said, oh my God. It's It's gorgeous. And that's not entirely true. She makes cocktails and guacamole in there. Well, and (laughs) hasn't she built her entire brand since this on, I mean, doesn't she have a cookbook? Yeah. She has all those entertaining books. Celebrating entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. That was. She learned. That was a manufactured, uh passion (laughs) and actually we see her make steven waffles in laguna beach that's true morning after oh crepes it was crepes crepes. which that's even a step up yeah that's what i make yep i love my i love that because the recipe's on the bottom of the pan oh i love that that's a good one so (laughs) laguna beach flashback i love your i love your og love of of laguna (laughs) i do so then again we talk about the letter and uh, they talk about how it is sad. And Lauren says, but it was a choice for Heidi to go along with Spencer. And it was. And so then Lauren says that Heidi was asking for forgiveness with the letter. And I guess she was. I think that's reading a little too much into it. But I don't... Whatever. I mean, she was apologizing. I don't know if she was asking for forgiveness. I mean, it was a, yeah. a vague letter. Like the a one, blanket apology. The one thing yeah. that I was sort of surprised... And wasn't talked about, which leads me to believe that this is the most producer-produced letter that neither side really is passionate about. Yeah. Is that Holly, or sorry, Heidi says, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I take the blame. And that's never acknowledged. No. You know, why are you taking the blame? Wow, you're really throwing yourself under the bus to do that. Yeah, It's just, it's weird. It is weird. So then Lauren asks Holly... Heidi has good friends, right? She doesn't. Lauren already knows that. I think she can tell because Stephanie has probably already told her time and time again. 
That's why Heidi was so upset that Lauren and Stephanie were getting closer. She doesn't have anyone else. So then Lauren says the famous line, it's not about her, it's about who she's always with. Well, and the one thing I don't get about all of this is, and it's happened with Stephanie, and now it's happening with Holly, when will these stupid bitches realize that, oh, Lauren's willing to be friends with you, don't fucking talk about Heidi. Like, you can be friends with both and don't talk about Lauren to Heidi and don't talk about Heidi to Lauren and everything will be just fine. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're Holly and you're brought on by producers well, for your soul I mean, job, I obviously. You're living, <laughs> you're living in, in planet uh, yeah. manufactured storylines. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because I was very good friends in high school with a brother and a sister who did not get along with each other at all. And I managed to swing it just fine. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like, you know, it was what. I felt was really nice in in the midst of like all these manufactured stories. I do think the affection between Holly and uh, Lauren wasn't fake. Isn't fake. Oh, no, I think it was no, genuine. Yeah, I think when you reunite with someone you used to party with and laugh about old times, that's fun. I think they have a sweet like rapport with each other. Yeah. I think the other thing that gets me when they sort of talk about Lauren and Heidi's friendship of yesteryear, they make it seem like it was so long it was not. It was about two years. And I realized where it was an intense friendship and they lived together and everything, but two years is not... At college age? I don't know. I think in that span, though, like, I'm putting myself back into the headspace of when I was right out of college and... I remember being pretty heartbroken. I had a falling out with a roommate and a friend of mine. And I remember being... Just because when you... I think that first roommate you have after college, when you're kind of like alone in the world and figuring out how to be an adult, I think you could have that really intense. I think to Lauren, it's also extra personal because of the Laguna Beach stuff. Yeah. Because Heidi went home with her and lived with her for the summer and her family and was on Laguna Beach. I think Lauren really thought that they were, you know, married as friends or whatever. Um, and we skipped ahead a little bit because the one person changes everything line is when she's talking to Audrina. She says it a couple times, I think. Oh, she does? Yeah. Because I have it in my notes after the Audrina part. I have it I have it twice. We've got a lot of repeating in this episode. Yeah. I have a whole nother page of us saying the same things. <laughs> There's multiple. Oh, do you? Yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. So then it's a new scene. We're still at the girl's house. Lauren and Audrina are laying by the pool. And... Audrina is telling tall tales about her dates with Colin. She is a dum-dum. She's full of shit. She says, Colin took my mind off of Justin. Really? Because you couldn't stop talking about Justin. And she claims that that. Colin asked about Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Wrong. So then... (laughs) Lauren says, Audrina says she'll never kind of get over Justin, at least not right now. And Audrina, or Lauren, sorry, Jesus, so confusing. Lauren says, well, what's the rush? (laughs) And then Audrina says she's going to tell Justin. Oh, no, Lauren. Wow. Lauren says you should tell Justin. But why does Lauren suddenly care? She hates Justin. Because she's also like good old JB. Yeah. (laughs) Like... So dumb, and I can't even keep it straight. I wonder, I wonder too, if Lauren pushed this whole fondness for Justin Bobby off of the fact that she didn't want to date people on the show. Was she with Kyle Howard at this time? We think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think that's why... I think as much as she doesn't like Justin Bobby... And she probably, doesn't want it to be about her. Probably is sick yeah. of Audrina too, and is sick of the whole spiel, is like, okay, well, if you're dating other people, and you're invested in this guy drama, maybe I don't have to be. Right. So... So then Lauren says that she was at S-Bar last night with Holly and Loey. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> nope. And... They were talking about old times and we talk about the letter again and that Holly reminds her of old Heidi and Laura and Andrina discuss what it would be like if Heidi had never met Spencer. And this is where Lauren says again in a different way. This time she actually says it's not. So the first time she said it's not about her. It's about who she's always with. This time she says it's not about Heidi. It's about Spencer. <laughs> so it's the same thing. See, twice. but I, I did and maybe I'm just a sucker for this show no matter what. What do you think the show would be be like if Spencer never came around? My initial thought is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would think they'd get maybe two years out of it. Yeah. And then it'd be canceled. I, there's a part of me that would have hoped that they could have kept up this like fun, drunk girlfriends dating people thing. But I think they didn't want to show their real lives past season one and therefore it wouldn't have survived. But in my mind, it would have been great if it could have. Yeah. If we actually got to see who they were really dating or who they were really partying with, it could have been really cool, but they weren't going to do that. I, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not, I think it's funny. I think we see in like something like a Vanderpump rules, we see what they could have been if they'd actually been on it. We talked about that. Yeah. You know, that was, this predates all of those shows where they really did get blackout drunk and let it all hang out. And there's they also, didn't do that. And also, it's funny because, you know, with something like Vanderpump Rules, the cast gets so mad if there are people on the cast who aren't Real. authentic and yes. showing their authentic lives. And it's like, yeah. this is the total polar opposite of it that. It is. And, it totally is. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I also don't think the personalities on this show are as dynamic or as able to throw themselves under the bus for the sake of TV. No, we're all over. We're all desensitized now. We need more and more to keep us entertained. The Hills would not survive now. No, no. We we all know it. They, They settle on the fact that if Heidi had never met Spencer, things would be totally different. I think we all agree that's true. We're coming down the home stretch. Now we were at, we are at Libertine with Justin Bobby and he asks Audrina to open the scene if when he gets a tattoo gun if he can tattoo on her butt. And he calls her dude repeatedly. Yeah. And like there is not even a iota of romantic anything between the two of them. No. Like you don't call a girl dude that you like want to bang. Nope. No. And then she says so I went on a date with Colin. Deer in headlights. Does he know Colin? Nope. 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 Because then he says later, I wish I met it would have met the nice old chap. Oh God. The old nice chap. So like you don't know him. And yeah. there's this whole dis- it's so there's this whole discussion between the two of them about like nice guys. And right. So it's obvious Justin's not the nice right. guy. So Justin says, sounds like you got a winner, dude. And then he says she says he's a nice guy. Justin says, nice gets you far. So far he's not here. Good one. And then I have no idea what Justin says to end the scene. I wrote word soup. I wrote, yeah, Justin Bobby is speaking in riddles again. <laughs> yes. yes. And then he ends He's it like with. Sphinx. Yeah, he really is. And then he ends the scene by saying, You're a heartbreaker. And I was even more confused. I have no idea what he said. 
Yeah. It was a string of words. And, oh, God. Oh, but God. I was left from the scene uh, feeling like they're, they're, they look really hot together. Oh, I think they're, yeah, they're, they're a gorgeous class, couple. They're and gorgeous I think they're couple. good friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that they're... Do we think they ever hooked up? I bet they did. I'm yeah. sure they probably, like, made out. Maybe, like, years ago or yeah. something. They're young, beautiful people, but I'm sure yeah. didn't. I mean, she's Audrina, so his fingers were in her at some point. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. Woof. All right. Final scene. Home stretch. We are at Chez Ambiant, Heidi and Spencer's apartment. And how sad is this? That Holly walks in and says, what are you doing? And Heidi says, just looking at pictures of when mom was here and stuff. She is just sitting on the sofa scrolling through her digital camera of when she had a friend, a.k.a. her mother. Well, and <laughs> I have major news. The jellyfish tank has moved again. Yeah. And I'm convinced that <laughs> it it comes to life at night. And it just, like, moves around the apartment. Because now it's directly behind the couch. I know. It's over. It's, like, sitting on Heidi's <laughs> shoulder. I know. So maybe this is the marker, though. One apartment has the tank and one apartment doesn't. Mm, maybe. Okay, next episode, let's take note of which video games there are back See, there. that's the thing. I didn't see any video games this time because I was looking, like, around the corner by the tank and, like, it was hard to see, but I didn't notice the video okay, games. Okay, before we record the next episode, we need to just get a screen grab of this. I love this investigation because... I can't stand this apartment. It's become well, my what, nemesis. Well, what I love about it is it feels like... So, when I was living in Vietnam, I was... There was potential. I was in the running to be on House Hunters International. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the, like, things is that they have to move all your furniture out of your current apartment because you pretend like it's the one yeah. you're going to... Spoiler alert. You pretend like <laughs> that's the one you're looking at, you know, and it can't have any of your stuff in it. And that's what it feels like with this. They're like, okay, let's let's pretend Holly's apartment and this apartment, mm -hmm. whichever one we're able to get this week is yours. Yep. Yeah. So then we talk about the letter for the final time. And Holly says that part of Lauren is sad. And then Heidi says, but Lauren's making it that way. Okay. And Holly says, this is one step closer. And what's the piece of dialogue that leads into Spencer creeping in? Holly says, you can be friends after. Oh. And literally, literally, it's as if, <laughs> as if like an ellipsis come to life. Yes. <laughs> it actually kind of looks like he's on one of those hoverboards. Yeah. Like he literally floats into the room like an evil spirit. He doesn't even walk. His footsteps are the ellipsis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he probably he... popped out of the jellyfish tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then... He asks what letter, and Heidi says she wrote Lauren a letter, and... No, Holly oh. says Heidi wrote Lauren a letter. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Holly, and Heidi then looks like a deer in headlights, yeah. like, oh. And Spencer yeah. says, so you're keeping secrets? And Heidi says, it's not a secret. And, or does Holly say that? No, Heidi says it. Heidi says it. Okay, yeah. so then, what does Holly say? Because my next note is, when Spencer goes, who's talking to you? I don't know if that's when she says this, but at some point she says, like, as long, like Lauren said, as long as you and Spencer are together, like, you will never be friends. Yeah. And then kind of gets bitchy with him. And yeah. it's like, well, that would be a great, and, and I wrote my notes, like, when did Holly grow some balls? Yeah, I know. Like, he used to shit all over her, her face, and she would just be like, can I make you some pancakes? Right. And now all of a sudden I, I know I wonder her. if it was after the bad run-in with the mother. 
Maybe. Maybe. Where she's like... He seemed legitimately rude to the mother. Yeah. So Spencer says, well, from where I'm sitting, that would be great if they stay not friends. And Holly says, well, there's a chance and that doesn't involve you. So that sounds like a great option. I'm really surprised. And I wonder if all the, all the like Svengali-ness of Spencer, that he didn't push Heidi to have some secret friendship with Lauren for a storyline. Or another oh, friend. I don't, Lauren wouldn't have gone along with it. No. Yeah. Not for, I, I not for his benefit. Savvy at that yeah, point. no, I, I think if Lauren would have gone along with it, but you have to remember that, like, Lauren was pissed and he was doing everything in his power to make her show his and Heidi's show. Like, so she never would have helped them out. Right. So she was just basically, like, he was just trying to strong arm her out of relevance yeah. on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was going to say, I think, I wish that Spencer had tried to kind of drum up storylines with other people, but I think they were. When you think back to this time and all their paparazzi photo shoots of them out doing weird stuff, I think that's what they wanted. They would go shopping all the time. They would go to Kitson all the time. They were always out at restaurants or doing all kinds of things. I think he wanted them to show that and they didn't. And they didn't. Yeah. They didn't take the bait. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. And then that makes perfect sense because he wouldn't want to involve Lauren in any way if he's trying to strong arm around. Yeah. Yep. But we don't get scenes from the next. Nope. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Hate that. Hang in suspense. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't remember the next episode. I don't know. We're going to find out in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you will have to wait until next week. Yeah. Um, but before we sign off, Diana, tell everybody um, all of your social media so they can follow you and get in touch with you. Twitter is I am Diana Metzger. Instagram is, I believe, Diana Metz, D-I-A-N-A-M-E-T-Z. Um, and find me on Facebook. I'm pretty readily open to adding fun strangers. Amazing. And, and also the queen for, of Facebook. Yeah, for those of you guys who are in the Emotionally Broken Psychos page, you will know Diana for sure because she is very active in the page. So. She started ruling that group in like a week. I, have a, I just have a lot of feelings. I feel like I, I found my people. It's really. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>